Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of Bengals and Brews. Who's got feedback? Well, is it me? No. Nope. Uh, oh, maybe it is. So I'm joined by. Yeah, that's going to be annoying. Let me see. Mute, Mute port, port chop for a minute. minute. No, nope. nope. doesn't, doesn't seem, seem to be port, port chop. Great. Right. Everyone is muted now. Try one at a time. All right, Dusty's back on. Dusty, can you hear me? Yeah, I yeah, hear you. I'm good. Good. I heard I this back, back there. there. It wasn't, it wasn't me, me, right? All right, let's. How about now? All right, so it's Greg. All right, Greg, come back. Oh, it was Greg? Yeah. Well, I figured because we were chatting before the thing started and there was no feedback. Yeah, process of elimination there, too. <laughs> there brought you everybody back one at a time. and then That's what we do, man. Who day to everybody in the chat. Who day, who day. What is up? We are going to talk some O-line today. Also going to talk some... Events from over the weekend that some of these guys were lucky to go to. Some of us not so lucky to go to. That's right. And then you we'll just got to move closer to the city. Yeah. Also talk a little uh, Ring of Honor since that list came out today. So um, let's just start with, uh, we'll go with Greg and Porkchop because you boys had some fun on Friday. That's why you weren't able to join the show. So you were able to meet up with a few guys at, a, at an event at the Holy Grail. Tell us about that, Greg, and then poor Chop, you can chime in with him on that whenever you want as well. Well, the thing of it is, I mean, I, I knew it was going to be crowded because when I saw the Reds were playing the Yankees, I had people tell me, oh, Greg, it's not going to be that crowded. 
Dude, I got there two hours early. Yankee fans all over the freaking area, man, just swarming with Yankee fans. And I think the, the game sold out, so I was just so grateful to get there early. I had to make sure to get a table as close as I could. And it's worth the two-hour wait. You know, when Porchop came, he had to save my seat because I was in a rush. I, I had my sunglasses on. I'm like, oh, crap, I got to go back to my car and get my glasses and all that. Uh, he so, couldn't see. You know, I could see just it's hard seeing inside when it's a little dark and all I that. I got out of the shower and I put my socks on and I get a text from Greg like, uh, what time are you getting down here? And it's like fucking 2 o'clock. They get there at 4. And yeah, I'm, dude, like, well, I'm just getting ready. Greg's like, well, I got us a seat. And I'm like, well, shit, I can't leave my boys sit down there. So I fucking hurried up, put my socks on. So, yeah, man, you know, you got down there and take it. Uh, since he had got there, Matt from since he had, nice as could be, his parents were there. They were setting up at and the cool, another cool thing is, like when Teddy Teddy Karras came, one of the nicest guys ever. I, I he swear. showed up at three o'clock too. Was, up, he yeah, he showed up at three o'clock to chat with people and all that. You know, I was talking to his uh, buddy Matt. He's like, "Hey, you want a picture with him?" And I mean, Teddy K was just taking pictures with everybody. Then uh, Bolson. I don't think we were expecting Bolson. We knew Orlando Brown was coming, but we did not expect Bolson. No. He he Bolson showed up. He was nice. You know, Orlando Brown came up, remembered old pork chop here, remembered both of us. As soon as he came in the back, he saw me and he was like, hey, what's up, pork chop? I was like, man, now what am I going to do with this giant fucking boner? I can't even stand up the whole time. Exactly, man, exactly. So, like I said, when they started signing, I mean, when they started giving out the hats, I mean, hats were going one by one, weren't they, pork chop? I mean, they ended up selling yeah, you. They, there was a fucking line out the door. I mean, how many? Oh, my God, dude. It, it, it was just crazy. But like I say... They all I represent, like literally, I was just getting ready to leave the house. My when I ordered my brew shirt, I swear to God to you, it said it's in Texas. I'm like, well, screw this. It ain't gonna get here the next day. Right when I was getting out of the house, I see this little package laying on the side. I'm like, oh hell no. I I, I ripped it open. I'm like, change this, change the plans quickly and all that. I thank God, Dale. Good timing is all I can tell you. Yeah, there you go, pork chop. Me and my best friend. My best friend signed it for me right there. You can yeah. see. So, so, Dale, talk about, like, the last second it came in, man. And I represented that proudly, man. And Teddy K, by the way, did say he got that in. And he says he got that in. I I, I don't know if Volson and Brown got theirs, but Teddy K definitely said he got his. Yeah, I, they, we were just sending those out. I assume Joe got theirs sent out yeah. you know, over the weekend, if not. Listen, all three of those soon, guys, too, man, uh, Volson, Brown, and uh, Karras, they stayed down there. I'll bet you Karras was there for at least six hours. Oh, yeah. No, they were there until about the Reds game ended. You know, so, so Dale, if I had, like, 20 items to get signed, if, if poor Chuck didn't read, I probably could have gotten them all signed if I wanted to. I mean, they were just so nice. They were with a couple of people. They were as nice as could be to everybody, each and every one of them, just as friendly as could be. I mean, they're, they're just – I mean, these are guys who are just happy that are on this team. I mean – not only great players, but just 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 great people too. And they get along. I mean, those guys, like like Greg said, Cordell wasn't even invited to the thing. You know what I mean? No. He just showed up to support his boys. No, it, it, exactly. Each, like I said, each and every one of them just as nice as could be. Yeah, it seemed like a great event. You guys just kept getting pictures with them. You know, it's like yeah. you got a picture with. Greg's Ted like, and your picture with all of them. Then. Greg's right. like, I want to get a picture with all of them. You think that that's bad? I keep bugging him. And I was like, just go get your fucking picture, Greg. Yeah, he's like, just shut up and go and all that. But I had my Cincy Cincy hat deal. My orange Cincy hat. I'm like, if I get this sign, I got to get another one. I'm like, screw it. I have to get this sign, man. I can't. <laughs> and like, Portstop's like, Greg, just shut up and go do it. I'm just like, go get a fucking sign. He's like, I yeah. don't want to ask him to sign something else. I said, just go get the motherfucker right. signed. But like I say, shout out to Cincy hat. I mean, Matt from Cincy hat, the amazing job he's done with that. And his parents, who were just as nice as could be, 
if you ever get a chance to meet Matt from Cincy Hat, one of the nicest people you'd ever meet. I mean, you should see them two fuckers standing next to each other, fucking Matt and fucking Teddy. <laughs> well, Dale, so, so Dale, you saw me. Uh, I had my picture at an angle. You saw Bolson, man. His I, me standing up tall. You could still see his face and all that, man. So you remember uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? Yeah, that's what the two of them look like, Master Blaster. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Teddy K. Well, well, no, strawberry. So I was texting Strawberry. Strawberry's like, I, I won't make it till later. I'm like, oh man, Strawberry's probably not going to make it and all that and stuff. And dude, he got there just in time. He's, he's not. Yeah. I'm just listening. <laughs> We're just speaking yeah, in the stories. <laughs> right in there. Uh, Cap was there. Cap would get, get hung out with Cap too and all that. He, he was happy to be there. Like I say, everybody that was there. Just well, the real, the real cocksucker was uh, Trinapool, the Iceman. Yeah. Oh, he came in, ice came in late as hell and still no. sticking his way in there, getting pictures of all yep, of yeah, no, no, Iceman was just all fired up and all that, man. And no, So there was like 10 heads left, and like and Teddy K said to Iceman, if you buy all 10 of these, I'll come on your show four times and all that and stuff. should have done it. He should have done it. Iceman, you had your chance, bro. That motherfucker got money flowing out his ass. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, he... I'm like, I'm like, I kept calling Ice. Do you want me to save your spot? Because I have people asking me left and right, man. You know, he's like, Ed, you know, just don't worry. But I thought Ice Man was not going to get. But like I said, even after like pork chop, like not seventy or eighty percent of the people left, they were all still there. Each oh yeah. Room. I mean, like I said, man, just just good guys in general. They are. It was nice though that those three got to sit down and for a while there and just bullshit. And nobody was right. really over there bugging the shit out of them. I exactly. It was it, nice, exactly. Man. I mean, Teddy Karras, man, was just firing up everybody there. You would have thought Teddy Karras was a Cincinnati kid growing up or something. I mean, it basically he, is. He grew up right there in Indianapolis. Right. Yeah, he's not far away. Yeah, but like he just has so much love for the city of Cincinnati. It's just so unbelievable. Well, funny thing about Jeff is one. So one of Jeff's in-laws is an Eagles fan. He's like, oh, wait, that's right. Orlando Brown was with the Chiefs. What did he say to Orlando Brown or something and all that? I, I, think, I don't remember what he said. I forget it what took it me was, a while, man. I even noticed the guy had an Eagles hat on. Right, right, right. right. He said something funny. He's like, we, I think he said something like, we should have won that game, but Orlando Brown was just he, – he, he thought it was – Orlando Brown thought it was funny and all that and stuff, and he got his picture with him. Like I said, Orlando Brown, like I said, after – he was the same Ray person. Monte. He was the same person me and Portshot met that one time. Just, just such a good guy with everybody. Yeah. Dusty, yeah, you cool. want to ask uh, these two superstars a question? <laughs> yeah, we're ready to no. field questions now. Yeah. No, I'm happy for you guys, man. That's awesome. If uh, if I didn't have work that day, I probably would try to make the trip down. But it is what it is. But glad you guys have fun. Super super good to hear that they, uh, they're nice people. Like, that makes it a lot easier to be fans of. Like, you want to be fans of everybody, right? But – especially when they're on your team, but when they're nice, it, it just makes it even better. Yep. Now, uh, you heard about, like, when they met uh, Brown already, right, where he bought pizzas mm-hmm. for the people that come to his yeah. signing and all that. So it's yeah. Like- yeah, I think I think uh, Porkchop said the funny story. He said he was just a normal dude and all that stuff. So that was, that was pretty cool. He told Greg, he said, uh, I'm just like you. I wipe, my, I wipe my ass with my hand. Yeah, no. Like I said, I for those, I think Dale. I told Dale. I know Porchop knows this too, but I'll just tell the people that don't know and all that. I, I entered something on Instagram one day to meet. I'm like, you know, what the hell? You miss 100 of the shots you don't take. It was a hot day at work that day. I was just tired as hell and all that and stuff. And my phone rings. I'm like, son of a gun. Who the hell is this? Some scammer or something. I'm like, what you? What, what do you want? And you're like, yeah. Who is this? What do you want? Uh, Greg Luther, you won the Orlando Brown sweepstakes, and boy, I'm like, I am so sorry. And she's like, sir, you're like the fifth or sixth person I dealt with today. Thought I was a scam caller. 
and all that and stuff. And so I won the thing and I just called back and said, can I bring one more person with me? And poor chap here. I asked poor chap and poor chap did not really hesitate or anything. He just said, hell yeah. And we got over there. Just did him and I just start. We just started talking with him. Just such a good guy. He was, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll hook that up. Antoine, no problem. Yeah. Catch me out sometime. I'll do. There some you go, Antoine, yeah. I'll sign anything you want. Bring me an eight by 10. What about his chest? I'll sign yeah. his chest. Sign his ass cheek. I don't give a shit. Ball sack. <laughs> Straighten that motherfucker out. Give me a sharpie. <laughs> Chop was here on the ball sack. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, Greg, maybe we'll talk about the other event here in a little bit. Well, let's talk a little O line since that was the O line that you got to hang with. Now, maybe some certain wide receivers and other things you got to hang out with yesterday. But we'll get to that here in a minute. So just looking at the line overall since the draft, we didn't add anybody via draft. We'll probably do a lot of these where we look position by position after the draft, see who we've added, what you guys think, who makes the team, who gets cut, who who sticks to the practice squad. Right now we got a lot of bodies on the line. So we got Orlando Brown, Jackson Carmen, Deontay Smith, Devin Cochran, Cordell Volson, Max Sharping, Nate Gilliam, Ted Karras, Trey Hill, Ben Brown. Alex Kappa, Akeem Adeniji, Jackson Kirkland, Jonah Williams, Lael Collins, and Cody Ford. Now, Collins, we think, is probably going to start out maybe injured, but we don't know that for sure based on what he said. A couple of those guys on the practice squad last year. Who do you guys think? Uh, we'll just go around, and I'll start with you, Dusty, and then down to Porkchop and to Greg. You think starting five is pretty set as long as Jonah reports? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's all – it's going to be pretty much the same as last year except for – Joe's going to be a right tackle, and then OBJ, a left tackle. The interior, I thought, took a big step. So, And then you're adding a guy who's a pro bowler, left tackle. If Jonah just commits to the right tackle, I feel like we're really cooking there with a very upgraded line. It's not like he's never played there. He played there, I think, his freshman year in college. So I know At Alabama, too. It's not like he played it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he played at a pretty well-known college and. So, I think I think he'll be all right. And then Lyle, I think be I think it'd be cool if he started out on the pup and kept him. Just keep that keep that line solid, man. Not not to worry about it. Not have Akeem Adeniji rolling through. No hate on him, but you know he's had his time. What do you I think, think Porchop? You think that's so, starting five come game one? I think the right tackle could be up in the air just a little bit because I think Jackson Carmen could come in there and win the spot from Jonah Williams. Not only that, but let's see what happens in training camp because if Jackson Carmen comes in and he is playing right tackle really good and then something happens and we can get rid of that fucking $12 million for Jonah, I think they they take that chance right there. If Jackson Carmen comes in and I think he's focused. And maybe Collins is ahead of schedule or something like that, too, to where they think, okay, he'll be back in week four think, or five instead of half. I think Collins said that because he knows that he's possibly on the chopping block because he's hurt. And so he's like, hey, guys, I'm ready to fucking go. Put a knee brace on. Just letting the Bengals know, like, don't get rid of me. I'm ready to go. But in reality, that motherfucker's at home right now with his leg up in the air. Yeah. And I know, like, I know it's like, well, he gets paid more if he plays. But at the same point in time, he still has a base salary and things like that to where, you know, if he doesn't want to get cut, because I can't see them keeping both of those guys. I can't he see wants them keeping to play the $12 when million of Jonah 
and the and the ten million of no. Collins this season. If you know, unless it's just going to be a complete redshirt year, basically for Collins, and I just don't see that. So Dustin here at the five dollar super chat, appreciate it. Was once a great drafting and developing O line franchise. We're now just like screw it, sign him in free agency. I don't blame him. Can't risk it. Same Dustin, like you know, you try and you try to to add the guys in the draft, and they guy after guy hasn't panned out. You go in free agency and you have success. Why stop? Keep keep getting them there. Whatever works, right? Protect Joe however you need to. That's right. So, hey, I also think that what's his name, Kirkland, that we got free agency. Yeah, well, we'll kind of get to that. We'll get to that poor. I'm just saying, like, load could, early. You're shooting your load early. Can, that's that's me, man. I'm old, you know. We get that PE. You see it, Teddy? <laughs> that, that's it. It's over. Greg, what do you think for starting five? Do you think that's pretty locked in, assuming Jonah reports, or do you think Carmen uh, Collins? Anything there? I mean, if right see, like I said, if it came down to if it say if it did come down to Carmen and and, and Jonah, it's going to go to Jonah and all that. But like you know, like words up here saying if Carmen for some reason just comes in out of nowhere, like he said he was training this offseason, he comes in out of nowhere, blows out of the park. It wouldn't hurt to listen to a couple of phone calls. Is all I'm saying and all that. I mean, if if I'm if I'm 100 confident that Jack's Carmen coming to be my right tackle, I would. I, I'm not saying I pull the trigger immediately, but I certainly would just. I would, I would, I would pick up the phone. I would answer the phone. Is all I would say. Is this Carmen's last year? Or is he got next year too? He's got another year after this. So okay. that's why, like, I think he's in a prime position to, at worst, be maybe the get a shot as the swing tackle this year. And then you know, if he's doing well at that, then it's like okay. Especially you know, Jonah Collins, all the, all those guys are up in the air, especially for next year. Obviously, like if Carmen could come in and lock down the spot for two years, we'd feel even better. But or if he fucking plays really good this year and we hurry up and get him on a cheap contract for the next three. Now, do we think at, at the uh, Carmen's likely our backup left tackle? Where do you think that leaves Deontay Smith, who on this step chart is third at left tackle? What do you think, Dusty? Is there a spot for both those guys here, or you think Deontay Smith's got an uphill battle? I think he's got an uphill battle, man. He hasn't hasn't done much, hasn't had a lot to show. Um, so I I don't know. I, I was high on him at first, thought wanted to see him do good, but you know sometimes you gotta you gotta trim the fat and you gotta trim it somewhere. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, and I mean I showed you guys that picture before that I think it was Willie Lutz put out from practice, like, and I'm like, man, he's kind of in the background, but I'm like, man, this man looks like he's seven feet tall back here. He's got legs for days. Um, yeah, and Robert's saying he does have some guard ability, and I agree with that, and that may help him. But I just go back to last year where they had no faith in him. Like, Carmen wasn't active and all this stuff, and, and you know, Deontay Smith was some games. But then when it came crunch time and they really needed somebody to fill in at left tackle, they didn't go to Deontay Smith. They went to Carmen. When it comes time to fill in on the other side, they went to Adenogy again and not Deontay Smith. So it just seems like every time – when it's time to put somebody in, he gets passed over. And then he was inactive even after injuries for some of those games. So, I mean, he, it's only his third year. So maybe he's got something that he can still work out. But definitely so at this I, point, I think he's been a little bit of a disappointment. So if uh, – I think it was Greg said, uh, if Jackson comes in, he's bowling out, right? 
and you're feeling good and you want to take a trade offer, what would you be looking for? Would you be looking for a player or would you be looking for a 2023 or 2024 draft pick? I think that was me, but what I would, what I would say is uh, either one, either one, depending on, you know, maybe our camp shows something too, you know, I mean, a pick for next year would be great. Yeah. I mean, you gotta have a team that's able to absorb that, um, $10 $10 million salary is the tough part, too. Like, as we get closer and closer to the season, there's not many teams that are going to be able to do that. Well, so if there's a team the out there part. and their left tackle gets all fucked up, then they're going to find money. Uday to Kelly. Appreciate that. Uday Kelly. That. Um, but, yeah, then I'll just kind of bounce around the line asking different questions here. So, so left guard, we got Max Sharping and Nate Gilliam, who was on the practice squad last year. Um, right guard, you got Kappa, you got Adenogy backing him up, Sharping backing up Bolson, and then Jackson Kirkland. So I'll kind of ask maybe everybody about this since it's both guard spots. Who do you see shaking out and making it in in the interior at, at guard there? Because then I think the center guard spot is still another question, and I'll get to that in a second. I think it's separate. Well, I mean, so I talked about Kirkland earlier. I'll just say that. I mean, he could be like the, you know, we all wanted Voorhees, you know, and we didn't get him, but maybe Kirkland turns out to be like him because he had a great year a couple of years ago. And then last year he had a down year, but wasn't he hurt last year? He's been hurt a lot. He's a, he's an older player. Um, if it wasn't for injuries, I mean, he definitely talent wise had a draftable grade and he played guard and was able to stay healthy for Washington this year and had a damn good year. Like his PFF grading wise was really good. So I think he's got a chance to, to stick, but it more likely to me he'll be practice squad probably maybe year one. And then Greg, what do you think? Who who sticks on the roster? Because you got like sharp. Really, to me, it's probably Sharping, Adenji, and Kirkland. And I'll throw in Deontay Smith who, since he can play some guard. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have one or two of those guys making it on the final roster. Who do you have as the one or and then potentially two? So, Keem Adenogy, God bless him, man. I know everybody had high hopes for him, but I'm sorry, man. You look at that Super Bowl with – I understand Aaron Donald is an all-pro, Hall of Famer, maybe a top-ten defense player of all time possibly. But still, you look at that, you look at the Chiefs game, Chris Jones was lined up all over the place. He, he lined up against the weakest link. Guess what? Keem Adenogy, and that's that cut that end of the game. So, I mean, I'm you know, Keem Adenogy, I know they still say high hopes, but I'm just sorry, man. You can only have – you can only have so many chances and all that. I know people got on Max Sharping, but we don't forget that Buffalo game. He did a great job and all that. He really didn't have any time to play this year. So I'll cut Sharping some slack. And Deontay Smith, we were talking about earlier, that was one of my favorite players in that draft class along with Jamar Chase. I mean, that guy had long arms. He had the measurables. They said all he needed to do is be coached up. I know he's never had a chance, but at the same time, you know, there's a reason why he never got his chances. So we don't know the whole story, but Max Sharping, I think, needs to be cut a little. I will cut a little bit of slack because just because Akeem Dennett, you just had so many chances, and I, I'm, I'm just sorry. You know, time's up. Oh, he's that, that was my clip for it. I'm sorry. He's a goddamn but, uh, Akeem Dennett. could get a good job at fucking Walmart, welcoming people in. Now, but the Bengals really seem to like him. He's been their they first do. guy for for right guard. He's been their first guy for right tackle. They, they go to him a lot. So, I don't know. I think all of us will be in agreement, like, he should probably be the odd man out. You know? Yeah, but he, 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 yeah. 
Remember Brandon Tate? He's he's kind of like our Brandon Tate this time. Brandon Tate we've had for so many years. And so like our fifth receiver kick return. I'm like, why is he still on the team and all that? And stuff? But I, I think Max Sharping has got a pretty solid roster spot locked Yes. Down. Would you agree with that too, Dusty, as far as the backup main backup guard? Yeah, yeah. Like we said, he played great in Denver uh, for, against the Bills. Um, looked good. Um, the line in general looked good. It was kind of weird uh, how they, they came out and meshed together and stuff. Because Buffalo can't play in the snow, Dusty. Yeah, yeah they need a dome, man. You need a dome. <laughs> them boys that a game, dome. we would have been fucked if they had had a dome. Yeah, it had been bad news. But... Hey, let me ask you this. We're talking about the O-line, though. Can't Cody Ford play guard and tackle? Yeah, yeah, he can. Um, with, but I think that's like that's probably why he's in a roster battle. Mainly, I would say with Deontay Smith, if it comes down to that, or Adenogy. I think all of those people are in that battle. You know, to where I appreciate that. We do have to where you can become a, a member, and I think Kelly may be the very first one. So yeah, thank you for that. What is that? I want to become a member. I don't know. I think it's just like five dollars, and I got to Now that somebody's yeah, actually man. a member, I got to start coming up with some exclusive content. Well, Kelly's yeah. got to put on there how in the fuck we become a member. I want to be a member. I don't. That's what I mean. I haven't had a way to advertise it, but I set the thing on YouTube like two months ago. I was like, "Hey, more money, hey, be a member." Derek will put that money to fucking good use on that cruise. <laughs> yeah, he will. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think. Um, Sharping got a pretty good roster spot. And then if we look at the center guard, because, yeah, you know, you've got the guys that are tackle guards with the Denergy, Smith, um, Ford, but they got to keep somebody that can play center. And and both these guys can play guard technically. I don't think it's ideal if either of them would be your guard. But behind Teddy K, you got Trey Hill, who's been the starter, and then Ben Brown, who got hurt. But he was undrafted free agent coming out of Ole Miss last year. And he actually ended up uh, – Injured and out for the season, but he had a draftable grade. At least I had a draftable grade. Dane Brugler had a draftable grade on him. I think I had a sixth or seventh round grade. Dane Brugler had like a fourth round grade on this guy. And, and Dane is, you know, one of the most knowledgeable draft guys out there. So not saying he's always right, but he obviously thought highly of him. So who do you guys think? You think Ben Brown has a chance to unseat Trey Hill for that spot? Do I have a third option? We bringing somebody in, Greg? I mean, I, I mean, like, who is that guy that just got released by the Commanders? He's probably looking to be a starter somewhere, so I, I don't think we get him. But, but he hasn't I, got uh, Chase Rollier, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I know, but if I, I know people say go sign him, but I think what he's going to do is wait till an injury happens and someone gets desperate and signs him. So I don't see that happening. I mean, Trey Hill came out of Georgia, you know, big time school, but that just doesn't seem to be working out. Ben Brown, even though he was drafted, they had high hopes last year. It would not surprise me at all if Ben Brown's our backup center. That honestly would not surprise me. Thank you. Is that is that the extra content you guys That's want? <laughs> yeah. Feet picks and they've already seen my titties, Dale. Just me like chugging beer, you know. <laughs> With your shirt. Oh, me chugging a beer. <laughs> That's it, man. <laughs> well, no, I think it's up, man. We, hey, we saw. Hey, if I'm I'm serious, you know, we'll do some exclusive. I don't have a life. Summer's coming up, too. So you guys know I could do some member-exclusive uh, stuff, you know, like I could do podcasts and questions and bring people on. I'm all for that, man. So whatever we need to do. 
try to give your five dollars worth somehow. I'm no Joe Goodberry. I'll promise you that right now. <laughs> but I do appreciate it. And then right tackle, obviously, we kind of already talked about, but that's still the biggest question. You know, you got Collins Health. Can Cody Ford be anything? Does Carmen go in the mix and then Jonah? So, I mean, we kind of already talked about it. You guys think Cody Ford makes this roster over Adeniji and Deontay Smith? He can't be any worse. You know, I mean, I'm willing to give him another shot, try to revive his career. I mean, everybody said he was not meant to play guard. I mean, he's proven that. So he said his normal position is tackle. Problem is, he's, I think he's going to be the smallest right tackle in the league. But if he, he can do it, he can do it. Like, give him a you don't know until you try, so why not? We got a couple Ben Brown believers. Maybe maybe yeah. I got to do something. I got to put out some content Ben Brown. Yeah, you know, like I said, man, Ben Brown, he, they, I think they had very high hopes from last year. He just got hurt, so this will be interesting. Well, Antoine, people. we're figuring it out. That's the first one. So, you know, whatever kind of exclusive content you guys want, we can you- – you didn't have to put out any exclusive content yet because there was nobody to watch it. Exactly. Now, as now, as soon as we get done, you got to go do some kind of fucking cartwheels in your front yard or something. Well, you obviously, being a member, you get your, uh, if you got a question, you get it pulled up immediately. Uh, so oh, that's big, true. It's big green, you know, it shows it in big green over on the side. That's so. right. Like if Kelly yeah. asks any question, boom. Yeah, there you go. Pork chop, how big is your penis? Bam. Right. Yeah, buddy. It's like the it's like about the like the lid on here. It's all about the girth, though. It's all at the tip, right? It's all the actions at the top. Yeah. Except for me, there is no action. All right. you guys want to switch gears off the line and talk a little bit of ring of honor since the 13 candidates were announced today. Why not? Do what you let's do this, man. All right, before we get into this, because this will probably take a while too, Greg, this is a good time for you to tell us about the Jackpot Joey golf outing. Oh, yeah. First one, I can't imagine there won't be another one because it looked like that was spectacular. Things went well, and they raised almost $10,000 for the Joe Burrow Foundation, which kudos to Maddie Meyer, especially, who started this whole thing. I know there was a lot of other people helping, you know, that I'm sure could be mentioned. But not Jeff Trenopoul. He just probably showed up and drank all the beer. Yeah. Hey, when I saw, hey, before you get started, Greg, when I saw the pictures, I swear to God, I was at work and I wanted to leave and come over there because of who You're showed like, up. Screw work. Well, the, okay. yeah, so I got to meet so, me, James. So me and James head over there. I wasn't golfing. I was signed up. People, uh, there were some people that who had members in the show. I'm like, Greg, we need you to golf. I'm like, dude, you're trying to win. Okay. No, they weren't. Some of them were just fucking swinging clubs. You should have won. Yeah. You should have just done it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the the thing about it, so I went up. Me and Cincy James went up. I I had a heck of a busy week and hung out. Right day after that, I hung out with Cincy James most of the day. Then then like the next day, I I ended up driving up with him because we were nearby the golf course and all that. And I tell you what, beautiful course. So many people there for a first time thing. It's a West Side course. So many people showed up. Definitely going to have more. I mean, Maddie was there. Just so happy to be this. Jeff, Jeff, yeah, yeah, strawberry ice, just happy for this. Got to meet Trent Irwin. Nice. No one wants to see my Andre Smith titties flopping around. Yeah. You do that yeah. shit, yeah. man. I'm fucking becoming a member right now. Yeah. Got to see, got to see uh, Lassiter. Got to see uh, 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 who was the other receiver? Uh, uh, Stanley Morgan. But get this: so when they're all getting ready to go golf, I was just tired from the weekend. I was just so tired. Right when I leave, 41 minutes later. Uh, Strawberry Ice posted a picture with T. Higgins. I'm like, you. Oh, get you me. left. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what the fuck oh. you get, Greg. You I was, just so, I, dude, I was so tired. I was just so tired. You, you know, I knew he was coming. 
No, no, yeah, no, Dale. Like I said, everybody says I get lucky. I didn't get lucky this time and all that and stuff, man. But no, did I you know, did. You know he was coming? No, I I was told he was coming, but yeah. dude, I, I just can't wait any longer, man. I was coming. just so, I just had I had a long weekend. I was just so tired. Yeah, he spent the night at fucking Cincy James' mom's house. You know he was tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He didn't get to sleep in the Gregor bed. What were you Not- doing with Cincy James' mom and sister? No, well, no, no. I mean, Cynthia James hung out somewhere, and he said, "Hey, man, let's just." He, they invited me over for dinner at their house, and I, I stayed there late, and you know, I just, it, I had a couple of drinks, and I just spent the night on the couch and all that. Boom, yeah. chicka, bow, wow. Slipped him a Mickey, and he well, Jay, no, no, no. It's a, it's a recliner couch. I was on one side, James was on the other side, but yeah, no, no. So yeah, I slept there, and I was like still tired from the next morning and all that. So slept James a, a roofie. Uh, he. No. Hey, did you have to pee in the middle of the night? You pee off Shelly's porch? No, I did not. No, I made sure to pee before I went to bed. I used their bathroom. But they had a cat in the house and all that night. You know? Oh, God. How, no wonder you were tired, Greg. You probably didn't sleep a fucking wink. You had one eye open looking for that yeah. goddamn cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, that it's, cat going to come steal but your breath? If you guys know Shelly, James, Ashley, and that whole family, there, there is just such an awesome family. Oh guys, I've been down two cats. By the way, I've been. It's been like great. I'm like, oh, am I going to start dwelling down cats? Like one died and then one just disappeared. It's probably dead yeah. too. But yeah, no. Hey, like so, I said, hey, but listen, guess what? What? So I brought home a fucking kitten yesterday. Oh, oh my geez. god! And you know what? Fucking win, man. The one that left too, it'll show back up with a fucking belly full of cats. And you know right. what? They they all come home and they're like, oh, they said it was on the side of the road with no right. no one around. And I was like, you're all a bunch of fucking liars. Like I don't you're trust right. any of you. And then we're just like, yeah, I seen it on somewhere, some right. girl I know. Yeah. I was like, because it's like a fucking, it's like all gray with these blue eyes. I'm like, that kitten wasn't on the damn side of the road. Aren't your cats outdoor cats though? Uh, most of them. That one won't be. It's a fucking kitten. I'll tell you what. If, if my if my family would do outdoor cats, they could have sixty five. The outdoor ones uh, are now dwindling away and leaving. And now they're getting new ones and keeping them indoors. So uh, it's yeah. really uh, backfiring here, poor job. Yeah, that indoor cat shit, no. Outdoor cats, they can own every cat outdoor. I don't care. Get a big bag of cat food and lay it on the back porch every night and feed them all. Like, I'm going to really have to push this uh, member thing so I can, like, just be in the garage, like, all day long so I don't have to deal with these fucking cats. Well, Except you that one that you finds its way in. Did you fix that hole? That's what I was going to say. I thought I did, but then it found its way in again. So there's probably another whole little bastard. Anyways, enough pussy talk. Let's get to the ring of honor here. All right. I could go through. I don't know if you guys seen on Twitter. I put some stats and some things for every single one of them Damn. out there. What? Oh, and I know it was me. I was the one that paused. My bad. But anyways, I don't know what the fuck that was. Yeah, no. So, so my bad, bro. Greg's got Tourette's. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "What? What did I do?" No, like, I thought it was what? you that was. I'm like, "What the hell's going on here, Dale?" I'm like, "What the? Why the hell did you stop talking?" But okay. on Twitter, I put out some information for all 13 candidates. If you want to go on the Bengals and Bruce Twitter and just get a little glimpse of each guy, because I'll be honest. You know, I don't know about all these guys the way I should because it was before my time, you know, some of these older guys that I wasn't even born when they were playing. So, but, uh, but I did cast the vote for some of those guys. But before I reveal mine, because I am a season ticket holder, 
I think everybody is except Dusty, not to shit on Dusty here, but boo Dusty. But Dusty, if you were a season ticket holder, who would your two for this season be of the 13 candidates that you would pick for the Bengals ring of honor? Well, I like I like having the older guys come in since this is kind of a new thing that we got going on. Um, I think Dave Lapham's definitely definitely the dude for me if I had a vote. Uh, I obviously don't, but if I did, uh, Mr. Dave Lapham would be my vote. Uh, he's dedicated many, many years to the Bengals, represented them well. Um, definitely love Dave Lapham. Love listening to his podcast. Love listening to him uh, on the radio. So he'd be my guy. Um, Parrish would probably be another one. He's had Speaking my language, of, Dusty. What's that? Said you're speaking my language. Okay. Yeah, so Parrish would be my next. I know he had a bunch of kind of crazy plays. Um, I I like him. Uh, He was definitely, before my time as well, don't know a whole lot of him, but his stats kind of speak for himself. And I think he's one of the older guys in the room. He's probably, I could be wrong. 75. I I looked all this stuff up. Trumpy is the oldest at 78. Lamar Parrish okay. is next oldest at 75. Uh, Dave Lapham is the third oldest of the candidates at 70. Okay, so that kind of fits, fits what I'm pushing. Um, I, I think those would definitely be my two. And then in the years to follow, we can get some of the newer guys in, but I don't want recency bias to be pushing them and then they don't get a they don't get the respect they deserve, like uh, kind of like Ken Riley. Like, I don't want to see that happening. I want to see us get our guys in and they get their day. So, Jeremy said my only one voted for Collinsworth. Yes, maybe this year. I yeah. Kelly loves Collinsworth. Um, ten game winning streak. This we're gonna have a ten game Charles, winning streak. We're gonna have a fucking Charles went. Uh, Matt went with uh, Parrish and and Reggie Williams. I did not know Reggie Williams played fourteen freaking seasons. I know you had wow. him on your show, Greg. That's incredible. All yeah. and Cincinnati too, like. But uh, I'll just say, like, what I had on Lapham and Perry since you mentioned those two. And I will just go ahead and say that is the two I did cast my vote for as well when I voted today. So Lapham played 10 seasons with the Bengals. I mean, that's a long time. Key member of the 81 AFC championship winning team. Played all five line positions, you know, during his career at different times. And then he's covered the Bengals for over 30 years. Like, we call him Mr. Bengals. I almost think that maybe he should have been put in when Munoz and uh, Paul Brown were. Or, like, the ne- or he should be, like, last year he should have been put in as, like, us. this guy's in, you know. Like, almost like an extra one on top of the two. Just because he's meant that much to the franchise, in my opinion, overall. And then Parrish, 75 years old, played eight seasons as a Bengals. Six of those, he was a pro bowler. Five of those, he was all pro. You talk all pro, you know, there's only one or two, you know, for that position. Had 47 career interceptions, 13 touchdowns, some were interceptions, punt returns, kick returns, fumble recoveries. Had uh, one return from a blocked field goal. And then when he went to Washington, he made another two Pro Bowls, so eight time for his career Pro Bowler. Um, like, all that, plus he's an older guy, like, and all those accolades – it seems like a no-brainer that that's a guy that should get in this go-round. I know a lot of people are going to vote for Ocho Cinco. I don't blame them. 
he is one of the reasons that I fell in love with the Bengals, you know. So I totally understand that. But I will say if there's one other one this year, I really think Lamar Parrish. And uh, there's a whole video of, like, all his touchdowns I think Cat put out on Twitter. So I advise everybody, if you can, go look at that. I really, like, uh, you know, I think all these guys are deserving. But I'd love to see Lamar Parrish get in being 75 years old and all that. And he seems well-deserving to me. So, Porkchop, did you put votes in? Uh, I didn't vote yet. I'm going to check it out when I get to work tonight because someone said in our chat you got to log in, right, to your account. Yeah, you got to log in and it's under, like, you know, your. Yeah, I'm going to check that out, but I'm going to vote for – I'm going to go with you guys on Parrish because I definitely think he's probably the player on there, you know, that uh, I would vote for. But the other one, I'm not going to go with age, so you already know who I'm going to go with. My number one. Yeah. Right it, there. Ocho and that's Cito. what I mean. Like, I think he was close last year to getting in. So, and it's hard to argue with everything he's done, right? This, this is my thing with him. I understand he's young. He's probably going to live another 30 fucking fi- or 50 years. But age alone should not get you in or keep you out. I think all of us are kind of fucking hit because the way they did Ken Riley. You know, we wish he would have got in last year when he was alive. And that would have been great. But Ken Riley should have beat out motherfuckers a long time ago. You know what I'm saying? He should have been in a long time ago. So Ocho Cinco, when people think about the Bengals and you think like the most outstanding players that come to your mind with Cincinnati, it's fucking Chad Johnson. You know, and like I went to the, you know, I had season tickets back in the day. And what made it fun watching them lose all the time was Chad Johnson out there on the field being Chad Johnson. And then they started winning, and his confidence, I think, you know, damn sure brought everybody else's confidence up. Not only was he Chad Johnson, but he was a fucking great player. He was you good know? as Chad Johnson, and he was good as Chad Ochoa. He sure was. And when he <laughs> came out with that golden fucking mohawk, come on, man. So that's he's getting my vote number one, and then I'm going to go with Parrish for number two. I mean, that's a solid two. I can't. I mean, any of these are good choices. And and I'll go with Chad. Ten years he played with the Bengals, six Pro Bowls. Four All-Pros. So, once again, it's not easy to make the All-Pros, especially. Like, if you look at All-Pro-wise, those him and Parrish are the, the highest two and with those accolades, you know, that's on this list. So, finish his career as a Bengal. Just, just Bengals. He had at one season with the uh, Patriots. That's like, meh. He had like 200 right. yards and one touchdown. We just kind of wiped that out of our memories. But he had 10,783 receiving yards, 66 touchdowns. And, I mean, his route running alone was just phenomenal. His footwork was just crazy. And then, like I said, the attention he brought to Cincinnati with just his flamboyance and, you know, his not-give-a-fuck attitude and the Pepto and the dances and just – he made it cool to be a Cincinnati Bengals Yes. Fan. So – And yeah, I mean, let me say, man, I'm pushing for this guy, and I'm looking right in the camera. Chad, I know you're watching. Unbark me on Twitter. We can be friends. I love you. You got me blocked, and I'm still voting for you for the Ring of Honor. Please, Chad. I'm everybody, everybody, more. everybody that has Twitter, go to Twitter and, and hit up Chad. Tell me he's unblocked Porkchop. I don't know what I did. I don't know what I did, but I beg your forgiveness. Porkchop, man, I guarantee if he got to sit down and got to know you, man, trust me. I will me. fucking buy you McDonald's, whatever combo meal you want, <laughs> and I got a Jackpot Joey cigar for you. We'll ride around in your smart car. Hit the drive-through, get some McDonald's, 
smoke some cigars. Let's go. Sounds like a good time. Please, Chad, unblock me. <laughs> and you can help him meet some of these other guys. Like I'll introduce him to Zeus. Dale, I, I was not over-exaggerating. When Zeus walked in, he walked in right behind Porchap from the side door. He's like, what up, Porchap? That's exactly what he said. He loved him. He, yeah. he loves Porchop already. Yeah. He's seen him more than like anyone else. He sees him exactly. with his teammates. He noticed me even without my yellow tents, which, by the way, should be in tomorrow or <laughs> the next day. Thank God. Get tired of these fucking clear glasses. Yeah. Oh, man. We, that's, we should just uh, have a whole show just ranking his different celebrations that he did, you know? Yeah. I mean, going over proposing... Like oh, just yeah. the river dance, the uh, Tiger Woods golf putt. The, I mean, it just yeah. when he fucking amount. proposed to the cheerleader. Yeah, just said that poor job. I, you know, I love the river dance. I know that was one of the 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 things he did that wasn't as flashy, but that was fucking awesome. Everything he did was flashy. Though, yeah, absolutely. When he ran up and he kicked the guy off of the camera, and he took the camera around and was. Filming everything. Hey, wait till he gets the yellow tent back in the glasses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's that's he's hundred percent the dude. Uh Greg, do you have two for your ring of honor? Yeah, you know, the thing of it is they need to speed up. They did four the first year. I still think they need to do four because they are just so far behind on everything. Like, you know, the like Ports have said with the age thing. I mean, look at Willie Anderson. He's like not even 50 yet. He got in because he was very deserving. Another guy. That should be in the hall, and I understand they were doing that to try to up him to get him in the hall of fame. Yes, I totally. That's, that's the reason I voted for him, right? Last exactly. year specifically. So was, uh, you know, I'm kind of for the whole, you know, get but like you know, Dusty said, get the get the older guys in first. So I kind of go back and forth. That, like I said, it should be four, but I'm going to go. Uh, I, like you all said, Lamar and like you know, poor chap, Ocho Cinco. Bottom line. He gave the Bengals. He made it cool to become a Bengals family. Before the he came to the Bengals, it was just a laughing stock. Like, how could you root for this team when he came? He changed it for the Bengals. He got the whole city excited watching. Chad got that. Chad brought that whole uh, enthusiasm to become a Bengals fan, and that's that's a priceless thing to have. So my, uh, my well, the funny thing is, I am a season ticket holder. Guy bought season tickets, so I got to call my guy and say, make sure you vote Chad Lamar right here, okay? You're voting so, Chad. I'm not, technically, I'm not a season ticket holder, but a guy bought one, and I just paid for it and all that. Greg, come on, Chad, fist bump, buddy. Where are you fist bumping at? I don't know. I'm over here. You're going to pull Claire out of his chair going backwards, man. It's sideways, Greg. You're going backwards. There we go. Chap, I, I, I he's going to knock someone out. They walk in there. But no, no, I, have to, I, I just have to do it, Chad. Like I said, you got to go, Chad, man. But Lamar Paris, he's deserving. And Reggie Williams, I'm telling you. Reggie Williams, one of the best interviews we've ever, I was I actually got to interview him twice, once on Jeff's show and, and we got him on our show. One if you one of the best interviews, it was just such an awesome guy. That's another guy that needs to get hey, it. Thanks, Kelly, and thanks for uh, being the very first member of the Brew Crew membership. Thank you so much, Kelly. Oh, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'll probably send nudes to Port Chop first. Yeah. But who they? I'll check them out and see if I'll pre approve them. Yeah. But yeah, dude, there's so many deserving candidates. I know a lot of people are voting for Boomer. That's oh, yeah. another name I've seen quite a bit. And I mean, I get it. You know, he won MVP. Like, that's in 1988. Took us to a Super Bowl. Um, can we go ahead and vote Joe Burrow in as well? Why, Why not? 
And another guy, you know, it's all his MVP season's coming yeah. this year, by the way. Yeah, but, but they have two other guys, you know, they're going to be on the eventually. Geno Atkins and AJ Green, those guys need to get in eventually. Like I say, man, I think Whitworth, up. Whitworth will be Whitworth in the when in. they put him on there. There's just that's what I mean. Like as you start to think about the future, you don't want some of these guys. That's what's it's tough because you don't want some of them to get overlooked and not get in. Some of the older ones, but that's at the same it. point in time, Chad is very deserving. Like I said, if you just look at all pro teams and stuff, I think it's very easy to make the argument for him yeah. and then Lamar Parrish. Yeah, I would not two. vote uh, the, the names that were on there. I would not vote Corey Dillon. I know he did a lot for us, but when he left the fucking field that time, threw his pads in the stands, it got fucking burnt for me. And the other one I'll never vote for, and I know it's unpopular, is fucking Boomer Esiason. Because that motherfucker, he left here. And he wasn't nice when he left either and went to the Jets. And then after that, he fucking started that broadcasting career and he fucking talked he shit. He came about back, though. He came he, back he, for a season. He came back because he, of goddamn Andy, because of fucking grilled cheese. Well, Corey Dillon also, you know, believe me, I understand with Corey Dillon. I grew up liking Corey Dillon, but Corey Dillon, he said, look, I regret what I did and all that. And if I got, I, I would love to come back here. Like I said, people make mistakes in life. I, I get it. What he did was, was not classy at all, but. I'm willing to. I'm willing to put my differences aside. The biggest difference is Carson Palmer. I was ready to welcome back Carson Palmer. Fuck him too. Until he had to be like, if I'm Joe Burrow, do I want to play here? <laughs> so they put that. I, that please God, don't ever put that. No, Carson Palmer. I am not putting for Carson. I don't care what he did here. He, he. I. He was just coming back up for me, but then he made that comment. I'm like, bye bye. I mean, if you put up a, one of those polls on Twitter, Greg, and it's Palmer or, or Esiason, I, I will go Esiason. I'll go Esiason all day. I, I have no problem saying that. I'll take Dalton over Palmer. I have no problem saying Esiason that. made a broadcasting career out of talking shit about the fucking Bengals until yeah. he drafted Andy Dalton, and he, and he was playing okay, right. and then he started getting on there. And I'm blocked by him on Twitter, too, but I fucking earned that one because I told him to get yeah. off our fucking bandwagon. We don't need his ass. He talks shit about the Bengals all the time. Now he wants to start talking good. We had a decent quarterback. Well, Porkchop, you know me. I always call them the fake fans, bandwagon fans, but I'm willing to put my differences aside with this and all that and stuff. But, yeah, no, no, I get what you're saying, though, Porkchop. But, you know, as long as, you know, they apologize and said, hey, you know, as long as they're willing to be cool and all that and stuff, they, they still did great on the field. But Carson Palmer's still my exception. I'm like, hell no. I could let it go if Boomer wants to send me a personal DM apologizing <laughs> for blocking me. Yeah. And all the years that he fucking ragged on the, on my team. Yeah. Personal one, right? A personal message, you know. That I can job. see, dear pork chop. Uh, I'm so sorry that I blocked you. You're right. You've made me see the error of my ways. I should have never talked shit about the greatest fucking franchise in the history of the NFL. You know the Bengals are so good, and I apologize. I've made a mistake. Can you please find it in your heart, pork chop, to forgive me? And my answer to Boomer would be like. Man, fuck you, but yes, I will. Because I'm a forgiving guy, Boomer. And I'll fucking load him up in the truck with fucking Ocho Cinco, and we'll hit the McDonald's, and he can get a goddamn... He, I'll even let him supersize his meal. I don't give a fuck. I'll pay for it. Uh, you know Boomer, he'll be like, I oh, just this is a fruit for me. I don't want is that it. some fruit? Well, they got apple slices. That's what I'm saying. You can get apple slices with your Happy Meal, Boomer. Let's go. McDonald's. Chad can get a fucking Big Mac, some chicken nuggets. I'm going to get a double fish filet, Boomer Sison. He can have the fucking apple slices. Done. Let's go. Send the DM. Let me check my fucking Twitter account here real quick. 
See if it's. I do got something from Twitter. Oh, it's just a reply. It's not Boomer. Maybe, maybe before the day's over. You never know. I'm up all no. night, man. You know I work all through the night, Boomer. You got time, no matter what fucking time zone you're in. Yeah, I gotta agree with Jeremy a little bit here. Like we want to blame like Carson and even Boomer yeah. and some of these guys, and like Mike Brown wasn't the best to work for. And, uh, I understand that. Facilities well, were not time, up for like no. we were so like third world, you know, country when it came to NFL teams. Yeah, so. you, you know, the thing of it is, like, you know, my, my Brown, I mean, you know, here's the thing. I did think he cared about winning, but he wanted to do it to his own criteria. He wanted to honor the way his dad did it, probably the way his dad did it. That was like in the old times. I mean, he wasn't willing to adapt how things are now and all that. That was just my personal opinion. I mean, now he's like, okay, if this is what it takes to go do, sign the free agents, let's do it. Look what happened. Here's the family has really stepped up in that regard. Family, yeah, Elizabeth. We're, hey, we're all thankful for that. But no. I mean, you know, it is fair to say a lot of these guys with their complaints with Mike Brown and the not spending and the not spending in free agency and this, that, and the other were all fair complaints because yeah. it's just facts that wasn't happening. Yeah. Let me, let, me, let me just say this, though. If we're in a goddamn rumble, Dale, and it's you, me, Greg, Dusty, Anybody that's our our Bengal brothers, you know that we hang out, and we're, and we're fucking losing, and we're getting our asses kicked. Guess what? I ain't fucking leaving you guys. I'm no. gonna stay in there and get my ass kicked with you. And so what he did was he took his fucking ball and he quit on 52 of his fucking brothers. I fucking love you guys, but guess what? I'm fucking quitting on you. I'm out of here. Fuck you guys. So fuck him. I understand that with the. The team, the ownership was bad, but fuck that guy, man. He quit on everybody. He quit on the fucking city. He quit on his fucking 52 brothers that were out there counting on him. Fuck Carson Palmer. No, right Carson. His fucking ass. Well, the thing of it is, he was like, football in his ass. Fuck hey, he, hey, he's in savage mode now, guys. He, yeah, he, he's in savage mode. Well, quit. Well, no, no, Porchop, nothing to throw out there. Porchop is the whole mood, man. He was the highest paid quarterback in the league, so we had to, like, we never did anything for him. I don't want to hear that. He can afford to lube when when we shove that fucking football up his ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I say, though, but like you said there with the Brown family, I mean, Elizabeth Blackburn, Katie, uh, Troy, and, like, letting Duke Tobin have more say probably. I mean, shout out to all of them for doing such an incredible job. I mean, it's just – they're just doing a great job. Mike Brown, I'm I'm glad he's there, too. I'm like, you know – there to see it also. Like I say, the Brown family's just done an amazing job these last couple. He of don't years. even know what the fuck's going on now. That motherfucker got dementia. The black guys running the show. They're doing great. After you just went on fucking savage mode, I'm like right there with you. I'm fucking hype, man. Fuck you, Carson Palmer. Fuck Carson Palmer. Oh, no, no, he was on another podcast saying, "Oh, Joe Burrow's done so. The Bengals are finally making decisions." Dude, stop it. You've done this before. Just stop it, man. I don't care what you have to say anymore. Don't try to be welcome. Because he refers to the Cardinals on a podcast as we and all that. You were on the Cardinals for like three or four years. Good. Hey, good. Don't fucking refer to yourself as a bangle. Yeah, good. Yeah, don't refer to yourself as a Cardinal. Hey, do like everybody else in Cincinnati and burn your fucking bangle jersey. I already did. did. The minute things would go halfway sideways, his Saudi ass would be all over the air. Ragging on this, I guarantee. It. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he he's got fucking Joe Burrow's balls in his mouth right now, but something yeah. goes south. You're right. No, no. Like I said, man, it's just it, like I said, I, I I was willing to let him back, but after that comedy made, 
get, do you, if I'm Joe Burrow, do I really want to stay here? And I had, I had a family member who's lives in the nineties. Still, was like, well, can you blame Carson Joe Burrow if he thought that? And I, I just, I told you guys, I go off on family members if, when they act like this about the Bengals. I will tell you off. Uh, I, don't I think Cincinnati should get a fucking protection order, not even let that motherfucker anywhere around our city. Fuck him. No, nah, I mean. Well, Grant, Mike Grant, go on and badmouth Ohio State. What? He loves Ohio State. No, you know, look at all the Michigan guys were getting replaced Ohio State players. Hey, I do, I could give two fucks as long as they bowl out. <laughs> I, know. The I know. I was going to say, but no, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, no, like I said, the Brown family, Just I'm just happy. Look, I'm just happy what's going on now. I'm just finally happy this is happening. You know, I mean, what, what, like I, the older fan base wants to bitch about the 90s saying, you don't know why I had to deal with in the 90s. I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. That's your problem. I don't know what the fuck I was dealing with in the 90s. I was fucked up the whole, just about the whole 90s. <laughs> yeah. Katie's made, uh, yeah. I yeah, mean, she I, Ele- yeah. Elizabeth as well. Like Elizabeth. Uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth. <clears throat> Uh, Elizabeth, she Queen, out- Queen Elizabeth is in touch with the fan base. Yeah, she reached out to the fan base. She's like undercover boss. She wanted to go, not just reach out. She wanted to go out, talk to other people. She listens. She's like, look, I hear what you're all saying and all that. I mean, Elizabeth, I had the chance of meeting Elizabeth at Taste of Bengals, one of the nicest people I ever met and all that. I mean, she loves meeting fans. She loves talking to fans. Just an incredibly awesome person. If I, I am so, if she became the owner of this team in the future. That would be awesome if she became owner. I, well, I, just, I, I think it's super cool the way she doesn't set up in a box. She doesn't do this. No. She sets up in the 300s. She, she likes sits where next she to sets. fucking Bengals and Bourbon. She likes to yeah. see everything. She loves the atmosphere. She loves being with the fans. She could sit wherever she wanted to sit. I mean, that is so cool. That just shows you how she is as a person. She's like, I'm just like one of you. I'm just a huge fan. She's that a is- fucking canopy crazy. That is so awesome. Well, that's like Derek. I, I'll, I'll never forget that. You know, and that's before I really knew him, but he's told me the story multiple times where, you know, him and Sarah and the kids were walking in for family day a couple years ago. First year he had season tickets. I mean, we didn't really know each other at that time. But like, first thing they do, they're walking in. Like, it's Elizabeth Blackburn. She's like, oh, you want me to get a picture of you? Like, you know, your family? <laughs> it's like, yeah. She just comes and asks them that because, you know, they're probably. Maybe was trying to get a picture or something, so she just takes a picture of Derek and his family. And you know, Derek's kind of like, "That's fucking." We, I'm seriously like Bengals fans. We went from, "Oh my god, this ownership," you know what I mean, to, "Oh my god, this ownership." Well, look at the look at the whole, and it revives the whole city, and it revives the fan base, and then the fan base, like we all, we all, all these podcasts, and we're all excited, and we love to talk Bengals all the time. And uh, I mean, shit, I wear my stuff no matter what. Yeah, man, it yes. feels a hell of a lot better wearing it when you're winning, boy. Right? It's a lot cooler, man. It's hey, before cooler. we wore our stuff, when the chest wasn't puffed out, now we walk around well, with the fucking chest out. Well, well, Dale, I got a funny story. I was at the pro shop one time. I, I used to always go to the pro shop when it was quiet there. It was like a little library, but it was like all quiet. But now you go there now, man. That pro shop is crowded as hell and all that. I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of miss being there by myself, getting into <laughs> that. But now it's like all crowded there and all that with Bengals fans. You miss those discounts. You miss those discounts. No, I get a discount now and all that and stuff with my Bengal card and all that I, I with my fifth or bangle card i was getting ready to leave and i'm like wait, wait, wait you have a bangle card i'm like yeah well, you get 50 percent off i'm like you're kidding me I'm like, okay who am i to complain but yeah no it's just it's just so awesome to see people just go into that pro shop like crazy even the yankee fans i saw there over the weekend 
Yeah, because I mean, they're they're probably just converted Red Reds fans, and they're sick of the Reds. No, 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 no. I asked the Yankee fans, so "Are you from New York?" No, I'm Bowling. I'm from Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's like all the Patriots fans that were there at the Bengals games over there. All these all these bandwagon fans. Yes. Yeah, so, well, yeah. people are gonna people will do that, man. When a team's losing and shit, or or like you're growing up, right? And if a team sucks so bad, why are you gonna support that? Do you know what I mean? If you're right, if you got a choice, hey, this team's winning. I don't really have a team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, unless yeah. you're like, I was growing unless up, you grow up to the Super Bowl. But, 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 you know, and your family has season but, two. That's different. But, but, like, but, Dale, this one buddy I have, man, he hates the Bengals with passion. I'll give him credit. At least he's honest. And he still hates the Bengals. But he, he's, like, stubborn. He's gotten in my face so badly. I told you they should have done this. The Bengals are garbage. He had this look on his face of the, of the admit to defeat. He's like, Greg, I don't want to say this. But your Bengals are a good team and all that. That right there, man, is the most priceless thing ever to see on some dude's face to admit to admit defeat that the Bengals are a good team. Yeah, that's all fair, man. That's even quiet, even leaving, come back. I'm just listening to you guys go at it, man. Fired up, man. Yeah. We're fired up. We got Port Chubb. He's fired up about Carson Palmer. I'm just fired up for the season. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm fired up for that fucking tailgate, man. Yeah, but that dude. Since uh, we were talking about O line, who thought Cardell Wilson was going to start last year? I I mean, I guess it's a little surprising because when we made the pick, it's kind of like, man, he's sixth year senior, you know, uh, North Dakota State. As much as like, yeah, well, they play big time, and I get it, but it's it's still it's not on, you know. NCAA levels, not SEC. It's not that. So you worry about that transition and moving another guy from tackle to guard, which we hadn't really had success with. So it's so fair guess, to say we were all pretty surprised by it, right? We thought I mean, that fight would be Jackson Carmen's spot. I guess yeah. that's the thing. Like, I mean, really, like he I mean, just had an open. He had a pretty open shot to earn it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Jackson Carmen, I mean, you know, he, he showed up overweight the first year. So the second year, you know, I, I said to myself, should I really be that surprised? Because Cordell Bolson, you know, he's like, he, you know, he's like had that mentality. Hey, man, I'm going to come in and do what I have to do as a rookie. I just think Carmen got way too cocky and thought, oh, this job is mine, you know. Hey, hopefully what happened to uh, Carmen last year is the fucking exact smack in the mouth he yes. needed. Because you see what he did. He's been working his well, ass no. off, getting yes. in shape. So I mean, maybe he comes in this year and fucking balls out. But even yeah. if he don't, I just hope he stays in shape. And that's why I'd kind of like him to have that swing tackle spot so he's still in there getting reps because right. you know how it is in the NFL. Injuries pop up, and they pop up for us late in the year. And, you know, we're, we're probably going to need a lot of these guys. So I hope that he stays his ass ready all year, even if he don't earn the starting spot, you know. Right. Don't be, like, disappointed you didn't earn it. Fucking stay ready. Stay hungry knowing your time's coming like it was last year, you know, hopefully. And and he's a Cincinnati guy. And, you know, here we love our guys that are raised up here in Cincinnati. Yeah. What I about just, that block? You guys know the block. The block against uh, Baltimore where he pushed the dude out of bounds. Oh, yeah. He just kept driving and driving. Dude, that, that one, I love that. Yeah. Right into it was the into their bench too, right? Yes, it was bench, it's like yeah. fuck all you guys. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah. guy that we drafted. So maybe he'll be that guy this year. Yeah, I hope so. But 
Cardo Wilson, the reason I was bringing it up because he was there with you guys, right? Mm-hmm. And look at the guys he's surrounding himself by. The guy to his left and the guy to his right. He's going to make a bigger step this year because well, the guy to his left. Well, Lando, so the thing I was worried about Bolson was you look at the top guards in the league are usually like 6'4", even 6'3", at times. And I think he's like a beast. Like, you know, so Lando Brown said he's by far the biggest guard I've ever played against and all that. So that was that was just my only concern. But I have no doubt in my mind he's going to he's gonna move forward this year because he just has that work mentality. I mean, like I said, he was – like I said, he, he like I said, such a good guy meeting him and all that. Like I say, I have no doubt in my mind he's going to succeed because he's got like Dusty. You just said he's got he's got Brown on one side and Karras on the other side. I mean, and he's spending time with him. Like I mean, yeah. like that that is like that's an underrated thing. You know, build that chemistry with the guys you're going to be in the trenches with. Build the chemistry off the field too. I mean, what could it hurt? Hey, let me tell you, you know, when I get those pictures, you you made a comment, Dale, like, I get all up in that shit like I fucking got a search warrant. I put my arm around them and everything. I don't just stand there for yeah. a picture. I'm pretty and sure you had a hand on an ass. I did. I got my hand on an ass, but I'll tell you what, I put my arm around Cordell uh, Volson, and that motherfucker, you could just tell, just touching him, he's yeah. dense. But like, like I said, Dale. He is, that mu- he is fucking solid. But, but like Dale. wrapping your arm around a fucking statue, man, made out of concrete. That guy is a brick yes he is and he's thick as fuck man like out of all of them greg the chest size you know what i'm saying like the oh thing, yeah like if you were to look from uh the side view right he i bet you he could outbench both of them exactly exactly well seems like a good place to end it greg do you have something there what's um yeah you know like i said everybody that was at that event everybody that i just saw there pork shop uh cap but Everybody there was just so fired up. The fans were fired up. You can just tell the fans are ready for the season, man. I mean, the fan base is just getting – it's already get, to get ready to lit up, man. I just can't – like you just said, Dale, you're fired for the season. I'm that, ready, man. It's going to be I'm fun. Ready. Buddy, it's like to quote that one uh, uh, one country song, Ready, Set, Let's Roll. Well, that's all the country songs. Yeah, pretty much. Covering up the bottom faces, but you want to check out yeah. bangalsandbrews.selfie.store, Chuck Sizzle shirts. Glass Eater security shirts, Boston Bobcat shirts, even Bengals and Brews shirts, koozies, hats. We've got all that on our store online. Check hey, it that out. That Chuck Sizzle shirt looks even better in uh, person wearing it. I, by the way, that lady, that, that lady, man, I, we just saw it. I'm like, oh man, I got to take a picture of this. And well, she, was she, had, she had tagged us as well. And I was like, hell yeah. So I knew she was going. She well, was like, she, oh, new well, shirt. And I'm going down there. She like, said, yeah, yeah. "She said if you guys ever want a model, she says let her know and all that and stuff for the shirts." So, yeah. so I should have yeah. worn my can titty guy shirt. Could <laughs> have had all kinds of great. Rep- yeah, and hey, we already did. Greg represented. Uh, I don't know the lady's name because she doesn't ha- go by her name on Twitter. But thank you to her. Right. Uh, thank you to Greg, obviously representing with the shirts down there. Hey. Yeah. We're trying to bring put out some fire shirts, right? Yeah, exactly. Dale, just they shout came out. In, they come in quick too. Yeah, shout out to UPS, man. All I can tell you, say Dale, shout out to UPS. Like I said, I was out the door thinking that shirt's not coming in on time, and I saw that sitting there. I'm like, hell no, that shirt's. I, I'm representing down there, man. That uh, was awesome. That's all Hootay Joe. He paid for the the store. You know, he thought, hey, let's try to do some merch, and he likes to design some stuff on the side. You know, Mike. Dumb computer ass ain't designing this shit. I try, and he turns it down every time when I have. He doesn't like your designs. 
It's like stick figures and stick figures. Yes. Like how do you <laughs> I'll turn buy a stick figure shirt. I look like someone's child that drew a picture of them. You know, kindergarten. Bro, have your students do it for you. There's got to be somebody with artistic skill, right? Maybe. Yeah, they're great. Last week's school, by the way. So, yeah. Well, here you go, man. That's I know my kid, uh, one of them's already done, and one of them's got a test the uh, day after tomorrow and then finished. And then I got two seniors after that, one more year. I can't wait to get them all out of school. Yep. Yeah, I got one that's turning in a senior next year and one that'll be in eighth grade. So, yeah. I feel like my part is done once I get them graduated. Yep. I'm still dealing with student workers, but hey, I'm looking to work. <laughs> Matt bought three, three shirts. I appreciate that, man. Awesome. I hope you like them. That's the thing, I, you know. Matt, I hope you like getting fucking laid because when you walk around in that shirt, goddamn. It's true. Yeah, you better fucking also buy some condoms. You're going to walk around in a shirt like that. You're going to have a bunch of little mats running around. You buy, you guys ought to give away a fucking condom with every shirt because you're going to fucking need them or else you're going to be paying child support. Walk around that goddamn Chuck Sizzle shirt, man. You're fucking getting laid that night. You know what I'm saying? Poor chop, I fucking love you. You're the man, poor chop. That's why yeah, I don't wear the goddamn shirt down there like I'm married. I can't have all them fucking women fucking with me. Hey, Ch- hey Chop, man, tell them what you thought about Condado Tacos. Remember I was talking forever and you tried to... Greg, I ordered the fucking shit at work the next day, too. I waited 50 fucking minutes for my tacos, worth the wait, and then I went to work the next day and I ordered them bitches again. And I might order them tonight. Enough said. Thank you. Well, you gotta walk around with a condom on your dick, Matt. That's right. You got to get you some fucking Trojans and be prepared when you wear that fucking shirt out, man. You get a shirt from Bangles and Brews, I'm telling you, you're not going to have not one fucking lonely night. You might want to have a shirt in spare just to wear when you're fucking tired. Maybe you want to go to bed, put on a different shirt. Don't Poor Chubb, you have to go to work. Shirt. You're just promoting the hell out of us. Yeah. I'm trying to get off here because you're the one who, who has to go to work. No, I'm supposed to get in the shower. All right, get you your fucking dirty ass in the shower. Love, Love you guys. Who day, guys? Who day?